0: News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Kunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Morning, Tri States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KMO app, or if you're joining us here on our Facebook Live, thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning. This is on the mark. I am Mark Hespin, broadcasting live here in America's hometown of Hannibal. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them. Mark Sencho. We got big news on Cuest Hyundai. I'll tell you that a little bit later on in the show. Congrats to my sponsors. They deserve a, a big round of applause. I'll tell you why a little bit later on in the show. Welcome on into the show. It is October. And you know what that means? It's chaos. We got there's, there's almost too, there's too much to talk about for sure. Uh, NHL is, uh, is officially underway. I, I got no time for NHL yet, even though my Blackhawks stink. The Blues are on fire. Shout out to all the St. Louis uh, fans here in the area. The Blues are having a great game. They got a big game against uh, uh, L.A. tonight early in the season uh, to try to get to 4-0. The Blackhawks stink got no time for that. Uh, we'll touch a little bit on the Bulls' hot start. We uh, The NBA released their 75th anniversary team. You know, people want to create drama about who's on, who's off. I think there's one name on the list that is not on the list that should be on the list. And I'll make the case for that person coming on up. And then I'll I'll give you my, um, based off the list, I'll give you who then if I was picking teams like first team, second team, third team, I'd create my dream teams from the list. We'll have a little fun with that after our NFL preview. To wrap up the show, I think there's three college football games we need to watch tonight. Uh, talk a little baseball, the Astros cheating scandal, and now being in the World Series again. What does this mean for the Astros? Uh, and then also uh, a big uh, NASCAR race uh, tomorrow in Kansas. We'll get to all of it. We'll try to. We'll pack it on in. Let's get it started with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. I admit last week my picks were bad. Even though I had the Steelers as the lock, I had, you know, when I do these locks, these upsets and the, uh, the toss up games. You got. I'm betting the lines here. So even though the Steelers won, uh, they didn't cover the five and a half. The the Patriots got torched by Dallas. I had them in the upset, and then the Ravens and Chargers. I had as a toss up. That's one where I don't bet it because I think it's going to be too close. I don't know where to go. And the Ravens end up blowing out the Chargers. So I was bad last week. I got a minute. Hands up. I was bad last week. Feeling much better about my picks this week. We'll get to the lock. Uh, The upset and the toss-up through. I will say as we start off this NFL Week 7 preview, a lot of teams on a bye week. Uh, The Bills are on a bye. The Cowboys are on a bye. The Vikings on a bye. Steelers, Chargers, and Jaguars all on a bye this week. So um, it's a lot less games, a little less action, harder to find exactly which lines I like for locks, upsets. But uh, I'll fight through it. And we'll, and we'll try to make it work. So let's get started with a quick recap of Thursday night football. Browns take care of the Broncos 17-14. I thought this was such a letdown spot for the Broncos. The Broncos needed this game more than the Browns. The Browns can cry wolf all they want because their quarterback's injured, uh, their tackles are injured, they got decimated by injuries across the board. Uh, So for them to get this win, that's a huge morale booster for a team like the Browns. I think it's it's a big win for them as an organization, but it's saying, hey, we have uh, really started to build something here. These are not the Cleveland Browns of three, four years ago. I mean, this is a really solid organization from the coach through the roster. I still don't know about the ownership. Uh, General manager seems to be uh, very strong in the last two years, Uh, but it's a a huge shifting of culture win for the Browns. Uh, This could have very easily been go back to a same old Browns fall apart, no Baker, uh, you know, missing offensive linemen, missing running backs. But no, they just kind of keep churning and and churning it away of playing brown style football that they built so it clearly tells me the culture's working in Cleveland whatever they're building and for the Broncos huge letdown uh, Teddy Bridgewater you have your starting quarterback uh, you, you are, I know you're on the road, but this is a beat up Browns team and you're just getting gashed in the run play. It's Not like the Browns had to use trickery or did some crazy things or, or, you know, case Keenum had a 400 yard game and, and, you know, looked like, uh, the second coming of Aaron Rodgers or something. This was a game that you could have easily had in hand and you just weren't competitive enough. The Broncos have lost four in a row and, uh, the season really starts to be unraveling. And if you're a Broncos fan, it's tough because. You don't have that young quarterback to go to. You passed on Justin Fields. You passed on Mac Jones. Um and, and you know, now you're if you're a Broncos team, you're just kind of mired in quarterback mediocrity and you don't know where you're going there's no juice right now for this organization so a good win overall for the browns staying alive move to four and three and uh keeping those uh playoff hopes uh in in view and still on track this season all right let's move on to the actual games for sunday we'll start with the noon slate football team at Packers. um, The the Packers are getting a lot of points here, minus eight. I actually think the Packers will take care of the football team pretty handily. The football team's defense has just not been good this year. I have completely whiffed on the football team. I predicted them to win that division in kind of a slugfest, the same thing they did last year. I just thought their defense would be elite like they were last year. They're not. I don't know what's happening, but I can't keep pretending that they'll just eventually show up. I have to go with what I'm actually seeing week to week. And right now, what I'm seeing week to week is a defense that's just completely underperforming. Uh, they look lost on the scheme. They're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. The Packers' defense isn't great right now, so I do think this will be a fairly high scoring game. The over under is 47. I would definitely take the over on that. But I even think Green Bay covers. I think this could be a Green Bay putting up 30, uh, you know, Washington football team gets to 21, maybe on a late touchdown or something, that when the game is already in hand, I'll take the Packers to move to 6-1 and one with a win over the football team. Uh, Chiefs at Titans. This is actually my toss-up of the week. Hard to find a toss-up this week, um, so I want to keep it consistent. I... I- I wouldn't feel comfortable betting this game for a couple reasons. The Titans are coming off a massive win. The Titans seem to be playing to their competition every week. When they play the Jets, they play like the Jets, and they lost the Jets. But when they play the Red Hot Bills, they were Red Hot, and then they beat the Bills in an emotional game. This game is in Tennessee. That favors them. Derrick Henry has just been uh, honestly like, you could argue the mvp of the league right now certainly the offensive player of the league right now uh, but the chiefs are desperate they're 500 patrick mahomes coming off a red hot second half of the game against the football team both these defenses not good the over under's 57 it could hit over i mean this could be a you know 30 to 30 something game i'm going to stay away from it just because The Chiefs getting four and a half points on the road when their defense is that bad, that just worries me. I think Tennessee's going to be very competitive in this game. It wouldn't shock me if Tennessee wins this game. But I could also see this being very much a game where Patrick Mahomes reasserts himself into the MVP conversation and gets the Chiefs on the right track. I don't know where to go on this game. I don't feel confident enough about either of these teams. Especially with the four and a half, that Kansas City's getting. That's why it's my toss-up of the week. Staying away from it. Falcons at the Dolphins. I like the Falcons here, not because I think the Falcons are great, but because once again, the Dolphins are just uh, floundering. I mean, you know, I, I can make as many fish references as I want. They're drowning. They're sunk. They're sinking. They're they're diving deep. Uh, you know, I, I they're you know bottom feeding whatever you want to be whatever you want to say they they're just not offensively a mess right now zero identity and a lot like the football team they just their defense is not at all what i expected to be and i and we're in week 7 here i can't keep thinking about last year and what i expected you have enough tape now we have enough evidence to say this is what they are and right now they're just not very good Matt Ryan is uh, is the thing that's consistent in this game. I think it's a low-scoring game. I think it's an ugly game. It's in Miami. It's going to be 85 degrees. Could be a little rainy. They're saying uh thunderstorms possible. I'll take the Falcons to win, uh, but this could be an ugly game and not fun to watch. Don't expect it to be very high-scoring either. Jets at the Patriots. This is my lock of the week. I'll take the Patriots getting a uh, six and a half of the barstool sports book i've seen it seven in other places i feel comfortable at either of those numbers i really do think if you're the if you're a if you're a patriots fan this is a huge test game uh this is one of those games where you know you you got really kind of embarrassed uh, at home against the cowboys team and and this is it's weird last year we write, I, I, I personally, and I think a lot of people do write off a lot of what happened to the Patriots last year, COVID year. They had a ton of opt outs dealing with the departure of, of Tom Brady departure of Tom Brady. And so, you don't, I don't think about those losses. This, that was the first time that I can really think to myself, I thought the Patriots were going to handle Dallas. I thought it was going to be competitive. I thought it was going to be one of those signature Patriot wins. And they really, uh, We're not that competitive in that game. So this is, again, at home, division rival. I think it's a reassertion of the Patriot way coming off. I can only imagine what Bill Belichick said all week long in practice. I like the Patriots in this spot to take care of the Jets pretty handily. Something along the lines of 27-13, 27-17, they'll cover the points like it. Dawson, I got a comment here. If you're listening on the radio, I got a comment from a friend of mine on the Facebook live feed. What do you think of the Washington football team getting Tua in a in a, in a trade? I've heard the rumors of, fo- of the football team taking on Tua. And the football team's in a really interesting spot. I don't think the football team should necessarily – say no to the option of maybe taking a flyer on Tua, getting him a change of scenery if uh, if Miami and Watson does work out. But I think there's going to be some other options available on the trade market for quarterbacks. I, I, I think there's going to be – I would wait. I wouldn't rush to just get Tua. I think if the football team, you're comfortable knowing at this point in time you're riding with Heineke and you're riding with hopefully Fitzpatrick whenever he gets back. That's what you signed up for this year ride it out, wait it out. And it doesn't really matter what you do at the quarterback position right now. If your defense isn't playing that way, cause that's just the culture of that team. All right, moving on Panthers at giants. This game is a huge test for Carolina. You know, the the Giants are just not good right now, and they are a morgue. I mean, they are the NFC version of the of the Browns. They are just beat up all over. Tons of injuries. The Panthers have lost three in a row. Sam Darnold goes back to New York, comfortable in that stadium. Obviously, he's playing the Giants, not the Jets here. But I, I think this is a is a is a big test for Carolina. I think Carolina wins this game. I don't. I, I think it is close. I, I think Daniel Jones. It's a huge proven game for him as well. A reeling Carolina team that uh, defensively is not nearly as strong as they were in the first couple weeks of the year because of injuries. Uh Daniel Jones, this is a game where he can start to turn his narrative around if he plays really well and wins this game. I just think it's the opposite. I think it's a narrative changer for Darnold. I think he gets back on the right track, throws a touchdown or two, kind of carries this Panthers offense without Christian McCaffrey, limits the turnovers. I know Carolina wants to establish the run in this game. The Giants are a good team to do that against. I'll take the Panthers over the Giants in New York. Ravens hosting the Bengals. This, to me, is probably, besides Chiefs and Titans, the most fascinating game of the weekend. Uh, the Ravens are favored by six and a half at home. I think that's a good number. Um, I think this is a, a a really, this is the game besides again, the Chiefs and Titans. This is the game. We're actually going to really learn something from either of these teams. If the Bengals beat the Ravens on the road, we have to start taking the Bengals really seriously as a legit playoff contender and a threat to win a game or two in the playoffs in the AFC. It's a huge game for Zach Taylor, huge game for Joe Burrow and that young Bengals team. Now, conversely, if you're the Ravens, this is your opportunity to show that what you did against the Chargers wasn't a fluke and that you've won five games in a row and you're putting a stamp and a stranglehold on the AFC. If the Ravens can come out and beat the Bengals in a score like they did to the Chargers... 34-10, 30-13, 34-10, 30-13, and it's not close, we will start to, I will sit here on Monday saying to myself, uh, you know, on Mark Sports Minute, on Kick FM, on a morning show Kick FM, the Ravens are the clear favorite in the AFC. If they do that, I, I think they can really assert themselves in that way. Uh, now, if the Bengals can still win me over and still prove a lot, if they keep this game close, competitive, cover the six points, and really fight it out in Baltimore, I'd be very impressed by the Bengals as well. I like the Ravens to win. I like them to cover, but late. I think the game is close to three quarters. Lamar makes a play or two late that makes the score look like it wasn't as close as it was. Eagles at the Raiders. I don't know uh, uh, where to feel about the Raiders right now. They had a really great win, emotional win with their interim head coach after dealing with the John Gruden drama. Derek Carr is playing phenomenal. The Eagles on the road in a big spot. I just don't trust them to play consistent offensive football. I don't know what Nick Sirianni, the game plan he calls, uh, the lack of run game. I do tr- – I mean, Jalen Hurts is leading the-, leading the Eagles in rushing. That's not good. I mean, he does have 300 yards and five rushing touchdowns. That's phenomenal. But you would like to see Miles Sanders, a very good running back, Uh, have more than 300 yards rushing through uh, six games for the Eagles I'll take the Raiders because I just trust them more offensively even though I don't know where they will be now after that emotional boost of the interim head coach has kind of worn off a little bit Um, Lions at Rams Let's slow down for a second. As you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. A lot of people are circling this game. It's a double revenge game. Jared Goff, uh, Matthew Stafford, it's in L.A. The Lions are getting 16 points. The Rams are favored by 16. You know that I have been high on the Lions. I think I really think this game is going to be a close game. I I really 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 love the Lions and 16 points here. I don't think the Lions win. I think the Rams win late in a heartbreaking fashion for the Lions. That is what we've seen through 6 weeks for the Lions. I think the Rams late touchdown bomb from uh from uh, you know Stafford to Woods Um, just as the Lions get within a field goal and think they have some life light in the fourth, and then the score looks closer. Maybe the Rams win by 10 or 12, 13. I don't think they win by 16 or more. I think the Lions are going to come out fighting, scrapping, clawing. Uh, This is certainly a game they've they've had circled. They don't win, but they'll play competitive. Texans at Cardinals, don't overthink it. Cardinals will blow them out. Lions 18, again, that's a lot of points. I think the Cardinals will probably win by about that. I, the Texans, the Cardinals, their defense is playing fantastic. Their offense is electric with Kyler Murray. The Texans are on the road. Everything about it screams go Cardinals. Bears at Bucks. Listen, the line's 11 and a half. I think the Bears cover the line, but the the, the Bucks will win this game. The the the, the old, uh, Let me explain how the Bears could win this game. The Bears could win this game if Khalil Mack and Ra Ro- and Robert Quinn go off and they and they get to Tom Brady with just four and not bring a ton of pressure. And then if Justin Fields is able to run effectively and not run without a plan, and then be able to throw the ball away, uh, I, I think there's a chance. But. This Bucks defense's line is going to eat the Bears offensive line up, up. and I uh, I really I really worry about this being a secret Tom Brady revenge game. Remember, it was the Bears that upset the Bucks last year in Soldier Field where Tom Brady held up the four fingers cuz he thought it was fourth down. Got embarrassed by that. A lot of memes from that. I think Tom Brady remembers stuff like that. This could get ugly. I think we'll know early on if it's going to be ugly. I think the Bears keep it competitive. I think they lose by only like 10, maybe seven. I think they keep it fairly close. I think they'll cover the 11 and a half, but the Bucs are going to win this game. Colts, Niners, Sunday night football. This could be a complete washout, like tons and tons of rain. And this is my upset of the week. The Colts are getting four and a half points. I think the Colts actually win this game. Jimmy G is actually projected to maybe play in this game. I think he could be rushing it back. I think he could be a little immobile. In the bad weather, Colts defense kind of turning things around. Carson Wentz not turning the ball over. Can he do that in the bad weather? We will see. I like the Colts to pull the upsets over the Niners on Sunday Night Football. Finally, Monday Night Football, Saints and Seahawks. I'll take the Saints in Seattle because I got Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith. Better quarterback, a better offensive coach. Uh, But this could be an ugly, non-fun game. Hopefully, Jameis makes it fun and and does something crazy. But don't overthink it. I think the Saints will beat the Seahawks uh, in Seattle. That is your Week 7 preview. Before we go to break, lock of the week. Patriots minus 6.5 versus the Jets. Upset of the week, Colts plus 4.5. I'm going to pick them to win outright against the Niners. Toss-up. I ain't betting it. Chiefs, Titans. I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Both these are defenses are bad. The Titans are uh, coming off a gigantic win. The Chiefs were hot in the second half against uh, Washington. I don't know what's going to happen that game. You'll listen to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. The KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back nba 75th anniversary team strong thoughts on that live and local to america's hometown hannibal town the mark news talk 1070 khmo i found the resources i needed because of you i found the right doctor because of you i'm not alone These are words we cherish at the Sarcoma Alliance. Each year, thousands of Americans of all ages are diagnosed with sarcoma, the rare 1% of all cancers. The Sarcoma Alliance is there during their difficult journey, providing education, guidance, and connection. Learn more at sarcomaalliance.org. Sponsored by the Sarcoma Alliance. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Can I say this about Cunis Honda Hyundai? I'm a part of the Cunis family. You know, I purchased from them. Once again, second year in a row, both Cunis Honda and Hyundai in Quincy were named to the top 100 dealerships in the United States. To work for in the country, that's incredible. That is awesome. Top 100 dealerships in the country to work for. They really are incredible. They are hiring right now. Check them on out. Tell them Mark Sencha, Cunis Honda Hyundai. All right. NBA released their 75th anniversary team. It's the 75th anniversary of the NBA. NFL did this what last year, two years ago, with the 100th anniversary team. Um, I, a lot of people see this, you know, Clay Thompson's come on out and had a big Instagram story. Sorry, Clay Thompson. Right now, you are I don't think you're one of the 75 best players in the NBA history. You have a great resume, but your your story is still yet to be written, depending on how you come back from this injury. Um, there was only two people who ever won MVP who are left off the list. I thought that was interesting. Derek Rose. Uh, And I think that's valid. I I don't know if Derrick Rose is one of the 75 best NBA players of all time. And then um, Nikola Jokic, which Jokic, again, too early in his career, if trajectory goes the way it goes, uh, he will definitely be one of the 75 greatest NBA players of all time uh, the next time they do a list like this or anything like it. Uh, His trajectory is incredible. If you saw that pass he had last night, I I don't understand how he does some of the stuff he does. my favorite NBA player to watch. it's not on my team, the Bulls, but I do think there is, uh, there, there's one player made the list. I like, okay, that's a little bit of projection. Like Damian Lillard's on the list. A lot of people were arguing about that over a guy like Kyrie. My thing is like, is Dame is fantastic. Dame is brilliant. He's one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. He's electric. But I do think whoever voted on this, that's a little bit of projection of where you think Dame's career will end up as well. I I think, you know, in another five years from now, uh, you'd have a better argument that Dame's one of the 75 best players of all time. Right now, I think it's fairly borderline. But again, I don't want to spend too much time worrying about the borderline guys. I will say this. If you're making me choose one guy to put on this list, uh, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who we should take off. I mean, you you I'm sure there's some old guy on this list uh, from you know the '60s that I could take off to put this modern player on. And it's Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is does it, the fact that he didn't make the list I think is a little bit of a joke. Dwight Howard had a had a six year stretch where he was absolutely one of the top three players in the NBA. And absolutely on an incredible, incredible tear. He's an eight-time All-Star from 07 to 14, uh, straight eight years. But in that time, he was five times first-team All-NBA, 08 through 12. He was a three-time defensive player of the year, 09, 10, and 11. He was um, four-time All-Defense first-team, 09 through 12. And on the times that he didn't make... Um, all-NBA first team. In 07, he was third team, so bef- the year before he started the first team streak, and in the year after the third, the, the first team streak ended in, in 12, he was third team in 13. He was second team in 14. So he had his six-year stretch where he was absolutely incredible. And if you go back and remember that Dwight Howard, Orlando Magic years, through that, then Lakers, and then that those first two years with James Harden, Before the back really went crazy. He was dominant. He was fantastic when the NBA was still about big men. And he had to battle with other big men down low. And I'll say this. I think Dwight Howard should get credit as well for the fact that his career is now in the very twilight of his career. We can look at his career totally. And I will say this you if you're Dwight Howard he has really reinvented himself well in the twilight of his career to still have a productive NBA career when a lot of other guys didn't and i agree with you Dawson the um the the, the whole NBA changed during Dwight Howard's career and he yet he was still very much a dominant force for 6 years straight i mean and then very good For like eight years. Dwight Howard should be on the list. I think he's one of the 75 best NBA players of all time. Three-time defensive player of the year. So I, I will give Dwight Howard that credit. I think he should make it. Now, if you're asking me, based on the 75 people on the list, build your first team, second team, and third team. So I get, just Mark playing GM, I get to draft my team. These would be the 15 guys on my roster to build my perfect, like, starting team one, starting team two, starting three Probably not. I wouldn't say – I don't like to say the roster. These are my first – you had to build three teams. First team, second team, third team. Uh, so, here it is. I'll lay it out for you. I know this is stupid to do in the middle of the football season, but the NBA drops this on us, so we're going to have a little fun with it. To me, the first team – all my first team, all NBA, all the players ever – it's very easy and I have no I have no qualms with this. It's easy for me to pick and you may tear it apart but it's my list. Magic Johnson's my point guard, Michael Jordan is my shooting guard, LeBron James is my small forward, Tim Duncan is my power forward and Shaquille O'Neal is my center. I think that is the best team that you can build out of every person that's ever played in the NBA. I think that team is dominant. I think that team can rely on Michael for scoring. I think they're an absolute nightmare defensively. What do you do with Duncan and, and Shaq down low? Shaq is the most dominant player in NBA history in, at his peak, and all these guys in their prime. I, uh, Tim Duncan, mid-range game, rebounding length on defense. Magic, underrated scorer. There's not a lot of shooting on that team. I get it. But they're going to be able to defend the three extremely well. You're not going to be able to get to the rim consistently on that team. And they're going to beat you with twos, threes, and Magic, MJ, and LeBron running a fast break, and Magic throwing up lobs to check. I love that team. That's my team. That's my team. So my second team, All-NBA, this would be the only team that I think, all right, this team could, could beat my first team maybe four of ten times. So if, if my first team played my second team, I think they would win six of the ten, the first team. The second team, I think, could get four games, though. That's how close it is. My point guard is Steph. My shooting guard is Kobe. My small forward is Kevin Durant. My power forward is Dirk Nowitzki. And my center is cream. So that's like my all offense team. That team can just score. Steph, Kobe, KD, Dirk, shooters, and 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 that's how they would beat. That's how they would beat the first team once or twice. Just shooting. I'm a Dirk over a Carl Malone guy, over a KG guy, over some of the other great power forwards. I think eventually you would move in like a uh, a Giannis Antetokounmpo under that power forward list. I like Dirk. I just always been a fan of Dirk's game, the longevity, the scoring. Dirk in his prime, what he did to that Miami Heat team. I think Dirk is the greatest international player of all time. I think Dirk was underrated defensively in his prime as well. Dirk could play in the block. Dirk could shoot the three. I'm I'm very high on Dirk. I, I, I'm just a, I'm a I'm a Dirk fan. I think he plays in any era. He can play. Uh, so I take Dirk over Malone, but I get the Carl Malone love. Third team. Uh, if I had to build a third team I again this is then completely preference I would go uh John Stockton to the point guard Dwayne Wade to the shooting guard Larry Bird to the small forward Carl Malone to the power forward and Wilt Chamberlain as the um as the uh, uh center You could move Dirk to first team but I just Tim Duncan's great Tim Duncan to me is 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 a is a lock first team. Uh, so there you go. I know that's silly to be doing right now and wasting time on, but when they, uh, when they, uh, when they drop this, when they drop the uh, the list, you got to go for it. Um, I get it. if you're listening on the radio. I got my guy. One of my guys commenting on the Facebook feed. I get be- Big O Oscar Robertson. I never watched Big O really play, so I can watch the highlights of Big O. I can hear the v- the vets tell me about you know. Oscar Robinson and and Bill Russell, I never really watched the play. Now I never watched Wilt play, but I know for a fact that Wilt was just that dominant and and what he did, his numbers and everything. And, and so I I I'll put Wilt on there as my third center. I know a lot of people out there think it's sacrilegious that Shaq over Kareem. A lot of people put Hakeem the Dream over Shaq as well. I think that's a joke. I think if you have prime Shaq. Like ninety-nine through 0-2 Shaq. There you there's no one. I don't care Wilt. I don't care Kareem. I don't I don't care the dream. I, I there's no one. Bill Russell, the absolute Dwight Howard is prime. There's no one who can consistently beat Shaq at that time. Shaq in the 0-1 finals fouled out four players on the Nets team. I, the, I, I, that 76ers team in the O oh, in the 2000 Finals, I think he had in one game filed out like three or four guys too. The, like the dude, it's just different, different. So I get it. A lot of people would argue, you know, if you put Magic MJ and then you could get LeBron at the power forward, KD at the small forward to kind of flop them around, I'd be okay with that. I can live with that. Or you put Bird at the small forward. And you get more shooting there. I just think by position, I think it's very easy to me. The best point guard of all time is Magic Johnson. The best shooting guard of all time is, is, is Michael Jordan. The best small forward of all time is LeBron James. The best power forward of all time is Tim Duncan. And to me, the best center of all time is Shaq. So I build the roster like that. I get today's NBA is more fluid, spatially fluid. And guys play Giannis as your center and your two guard at times. I get that. But in, in just building the positions, uh, to me, it's pretty easy to build it like that. All right, that's a lot. I know it's stupid, and we shouldn't have wasted time on it, but I can't help it. Dwight Howard should be on the 75 team, and that's my team, first team, second team, and third team. When we come back, I have some thoughts on the Houston Astros as they are celebrating another World Series trip. Don't go anywhere. Live and local in America's hometown of Hannibal. It's on the mark on Talk 1070K. Jamo. Is the Houston Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Fear is a natural chemical reaction in our brains. The amygdala is a part of the brain that activates when we sense a threat and causes the body to have a physical response. However, The hippocampus is a part of the brain that then helps our brains interpret the threat. So if we were to see a T-Rex coming at us, we may instinctively be afraid. But then that fear is tempered by the fact that it's just a movie. This tempering of fear is the job of our faith. It's a filter through which we view our world fearful events and circumstances, reminding us that no matter what we see, God is in control. Is brought to you by the Salvation Army. High of 59 today. Under overcast skies, winds out of the east, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast skies again tonight. Isolated thunderstorms likely. Lows around 51. Isolated thunderstorms likely. Tomorrow, high of 69. Cloudy. Chance for scattered showers Monday. With highs in the mid 50s. Mainly clear Tuesday. Right now, 46. Welcome back to the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They were just named Kunis Honda and Hyundai, two of the top 100 dealerships in the whole country to work for. Think about how many thousands and thousands of car dealerships are in the country. Two of the top 100 to work for Kunis Honda, Kunis Hyundai here in Quincy, 221 North 36th Street, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Kunis Honda Hyundai. Go see why I joined the Kunis Honda Hyundai family. Figure it out for yourself. Shop online, KunisQuincy.com as well. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. So I want to move on to the Astros. A little baseball. The Astros just defeated the Red Sox in game six. They win the series now 4-2. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of the talk was after game five. The missed, uh, sh- sh- no, sh- you know, no strike call. Robot ump's. I have some thoughts on robot ump's. Let me just say this: baseball is becoming that game that I believe taking out the human element is going to be. It, it would be okay. I think going into robot umpiring for just balls and strikes, we're gonna would be it would be something that I I'm comfortable supporting. I still think you let umpires and replay just handle did he is he safe all that stuff but balls and strikes now there's guys are throwing a hundred consistently high 90s consistently these things have so much movement it's a miracle any one of these guys can actually hit any of these pitches to ask these 65 year old umpires to call balls and strikes on this it's just insane it doesn't make sense. And that way, if you have a system that you trust, and you have a system that works, you can say, listen, there's going to be the human element in is he safe, is he out, all the other stuff that the game needs referring and officiating. But for this one thing, let us actually get something that can correctly measure was that 102-mile-an-hour fastball on the plate or off the plate and not wait for 65 year old part-time lawyer, you know, Cowboy Joe West have this blinking back there worried that it could be a foul tip and hit him in the groin, have to decide strike or no strike. I'm a hundred percent comfortable with that. I think that would happen on uh in game five is just another great reminder that these are something that we should look at. Um, Besides that, let me just talk about the Astros for themselves. You know, you got all these names, Correa, Bregman, Altuve, kind of the big three, right, Uh, that have been there for the the Astros' run. The Astros, in 2017, won 101 games. They won the World Series. The Astros, in 2018, lost in the ALCS after winning 103 games. The Astros in 2019 won 107 games. They lost in the World Series to the Nationals. We find out that during that stretch, they've been cheating. Since then, in 2020, post-cheating, when we know they haven't been cheating, they were second in the AL West in the COVID-shortened year, They lost uh, in the AL uh, West, and they lost in the ALCS 4-3 to the Rays. And then this year, they just won the ALCS 4-2, And are now playing in the World Series against either the Dodgers and the Braves. Altuve, Springer, Correa, Bregman. These guys, their whole careers completely now different and tainted and changed because of unnecessary cheating and blatant cheating. They're on one of the great runs in MLB history that is tainted by cheating and these guys uh, rightfully so because they cheated and because they were so brash about their cheating and it led to a world series win and it prevented teams like the Dodgers from winning a world series when they were at their peak and it prevented teams like maybe that Indians team in in in, in 18 winning a winning a world series and in nineteen, to prevent it, prevented maybe that Yankees team and that Rays team in nineteen from winning a World Series, they deserve all the hate. And I will, I will never, I will never enjoy watching Houston Astros baseball again, or ever root for them, unless there's some completely amazing story in fifteen years from now, completely different players, and you know, miracle on ice type of thing. But they've tainted it, and so now when they're not cheating. And they've been great last year and terrific this year, winning 95 games, taking care of the White Sox, taking care of the Red Sox. And I think we'll be, you know, should be could maybe even favored against the Dodgers or the Braves because it's just hot right now. It's completely gone. It's completely tainted. It's just that good reminder to anyone out there who loves sports and anyone out there who is in sports, if you're in high school sports, whatever you may be. It's the ju is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah, they got a World Series, and out of it, and they went to another World Series, lost to the Nationals, and that Nationals team should really be thought of higher because they beat the cheating, the, you know, the, the cheating Astros. It's just not worth it, and we all, as sports fans, I'm just speaking as a fan right now, should all look at the Astros in, dis- in disdain. I will be cheering very hard for either Atlanta or the Dodgers to take care of the Astros, even though for the last two years, they haven't been cheating because these are same people that lied to our faces that cheated and thought they could get away with it. They were brash enough to think they'd get away with it. And they didn't need to. They're great players. Look what they've done before and after the cheating. So whether you want to talk about whatever the, whatever the, the punishment for the cheating should have been again, that's a whole nother story. I, I'm just talking about in general. You have these players in Bregman and and Altuve and Springer, uh, and these guys were part of that team and and Correa. That they're tainted forever, even though the past two years they've been great and they've done it on their own on their own merits. Doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter now. So just uh, so once again, it's a great reminder of what's happened to Sasha's team. Think before you act and you do something like this, and you cheat, and you participate in this, because it's really tainted what should be an incredible run for an incredibly talented group of players. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, what to watch for this weekend? Some games I'm keeping my eye on live and local in America's hometown Hannibal. It's on the Mark and News Talk 1070 KHMO. If you're tired of Big Uh O and the KHMO mobile app, Welcome on back to On The Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO with the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back, that's Cunis Honda Hyundai tell them Mark sent you, gotta ask about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Alright uh, what to watch for this weekend, I got three college football games I'm keeping my eye on, things that I think are really really big games. Northwestern at Michigan, three and three. Northwestern at six zero. Michigan. It's a feisty Northwestern team. Tough Northwestern team. Michigan right now is just—I uh, mean—they are just fascinating. They they have an opportunity this Michigan team to really crash the party. So that the, for them to not have a letdown game against a good Northwestern team is going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, number eight Oklahoma six and zero versus number four uh, uh, four and two Iowa State unranked. Again, this is in Iowa State. So can Oklahoma State? Come out unfazed because they're a team like Michigan. It's not getting in as a one-loss team. They have got to run the table, but they have an opportunity too. So this is a huge just non-hiccup game for an Oklahoma State team. And Mike Gundy just got himself a big extension. And then finally, a team that I need we all need to keep our eye on. Oregon. They're at 10th in the country. They're five and one. They're at five and two UCLA. Can UCLA and Chip Kelly pull the upset over Oregon in a revenge game? Fascinating game to watch in the West Coast, later game. Uh, And if you're Oregon, you've got to be just that one-loss team that runs up the score here. You've got to run up the score in UCLA. You've got to dominate the rest of your competition the rest of the way. Try to put up style points to be a one-loss Pac-12 winner and and have a chance to sneak in, uh, you know, if other, more chaos happens in the Big Ten and the SEC. So those are, to me, the three big college football games to watch for today. Obviously, Dodgers at Braves, Game 6, Atlanta leads 3-2. Personally, I'm rooting for the Dodgers here. I, I think the star power of the Dodgers, getting the Dodgers versus the Astros, Part 2, when the Astros aren't cheating, I think would be massive for baseball. Sorry, Braves fans. Uh, the Braves have been an incredible story the last month and a half, but that's where my heart's at. So I'll look for the Dodgers to win that game. Uh, that's at least I'm pulling for tonight. Obviously, Bulls host the Pistons. Let me just brag about the Bulls for a little bit. If you're if you're t- if you're going to get tired of me talking about Bulls basketball, then first off, all, hey, shame on you, because the Bulls are over 500 for the first time since March of 2017. It's been a brutal stretch of Bulls basketball. And it's been a stretch where you're constantly just... We've been hoping these young pieces develop. And the Bulls finally have a direction. They finally have real win-now pieces and a real roster that could be... uh, I'm not joking when I say this already two games in. This Bulls team could be better than I predicted with that five seed. If they keep playing unselfish basketball and they stay healthy... They have a real bench. They don't have a ton of size. So teams like Embiid, Milwaukee, uh, teams like the Sixers with Embiid, Milwaukee with their size, they're going to be a problem. But they have guys to go against to Brooklyn. I don't know if they have the star power in the scoring, but they are a great defensive team. They're long. They're unselfish caruso is an energy difference maker i cannot believe the lakers let caruso get out the door especially whether you see the lakers and what position they're in now can i just say early on in the season yikes the lakers look rough they look so old they look so slow and they look like they have no chemistry and now you got dwight howard and ad fighting on the bench it's not great this bulls team could be special get on the train now Don't get on the bandwagon too late because I'll kick you off. Finally, I will mention massive NASCAR race tomorrow in Kansas. The middle race of the race to get into the final four uh, for two weeks from now. Kyle Larson's already in the final four. Who can join him? I like my guy Brad Keselowski in Kansas this weekend. Maybe Joey Logano is one of the eight that can secure that final sport four spot this weekend. Uh, big, big race in NASCAR uh, as the playoffs are winding down final three races. Thank you so much for making me a part of your morning. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. Shout out to Kunis on the Hyundai. Congrats on that big award. You guys deserve it. You can always find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Follow the show on Facebook, at on the Mark K. Enjoy the weekend. Let's have some fun. Car-